Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you want your favorite 80s songs to lift your mood, play Virgin Radio 80s Plus. DAB Digital Radio, on the app, on your smart speaker, and at virginradio80splus.co.uk. Love Chris Evans, love the 80s. Virgin Radio. 80s Plus. Welcome to the show. Vassas is here. Aloha. Rachel's here. Greetings. Ozzy James here. G'day. G'day. So, Vassas, first of all, tell me about the England ladies' cricket because two of them are coming on the show tomorrow and I desperately want them to win today so they're in a good mood tomorrow. Well, everybody who's English, not Jane, everybody else wants them to win today to keep the Ashes series alive, actually. England need Can nine just say, points. Ozzy Jane's not on for the cricket. She's on to talk about holidays. So, okay. back, back off. All right. Okay. She got oh. enough stick from us on Monday morning. <laughs> yes, she did, but I sort of feel like she deserved it. Well, even she doesn't. She didn't Stop do it. anything Stop wrong. Stop it. Stop it. At Lords. HR is only one stray comment away. You know that. England need nine points from a possible 10 uh-huh. left on offer with the three one day internationals and two 2020s left to regain the ashes. But they haven't been far away from Australia, who, let's remember, are the double world champions, the ashes holders, the Commonwealth Games oh, winners. So they, they? they sort of set the haven't standard. Haven't they got enough? I know, I know. But they're, all, they're talking a really good game. Is England. that why Australia's so big? So the England Aussie. Sorry, the Aussie ladies team have somewhere to put their trophies. Yeah, I think it might be. Oh, okay. I think it might be. Mm. Uh, so it's a, it's a it's a six o'clock um, start. All right. At the Oval today. Okay. And it's very exciting. <laughs> you don't sound excited. No, I, you sound you know nervous. I, and it's very exciting. Yeah, I am a bit. Hey, nervous. And it's so exciting! Oh my god, it's the most exciting the, thing ever. The cake no, cross is coming tomorrow. Say, it's not what you say; it's how you say it. With Heather Knight. Well, I don't want them to have just lost. It. No, come on, England are going to win today. It's very, it's very exciting. Very exciting. I'm confident. Also on the show today, Ruth Jones. Tell us about Ruth Jones, please, Rachel. So, Ruth Jones. Okay, you might know her as Ruth Jones. You might also know her as Nessa from Gavin and Stacey. Yeah. You might know her as Stella from Stella. To me, she is a brilliant author. This is her third book. I've loved her other two, Never Greener and Us Three. This is Love Untold. Uh, I got given this on Friday and, and I was trying to get make time for the weekend to read it, squirrelling it away when I could. And then on Monday, uh, Sports Day got rained off halfway through. So Whoa. I spent a blissful two hours on my sofa, just lost in this book. I've, I've almost finished it. So I don't want to know what happens at the end yet, but it's How it's many brilliant. pages do you have left? Um, so I'm on page oh, I need to put my glasses on 398 and there are uh, it's good it's a nice big thick one as well good for the beach um, there are 
uh, over 500 pages. You've got another 100 odd to go. Yeah, but I'll get, that done. I'll get that done on the tube home. I was going to suggest you just finish this book before she comes on, which would be really exciting, I but don't you want, don't, don't, you can't. I don't want to rush that much. There's so can. much more of the story to be told. Oh, of course there is. Four generations of women in this story, and wow. it leaps back and forth between years and stories and relationship and addiction, and it's just and cold water swimming. It's excellent. All right. One for a little bit for you there, that's a little chapter for you. Aussie Jane's here. Why are you here, Aussie Jane? I'm going on holiday. She's going on holiday. <laughs> everybody she's going on holiday because the rest of us can't not quite just yet but we will be very soon so you're going to Rhodes on Saturday you only booked it last weekend yeah tell us about that booking process what did you do where did you go tips for the listeners uh we we looked on all the websites so places like easyjetbooking.com lastminute.com trying to find all the best deals for uh five nights away and it took us hours and hours and hours of sifting through every day was it exciting it was exciting but then it got a little bit I don't know, arduous, and we just wanted to get something booked in. Did you become paralysed by uh, overanalyzing, paralysis by analysis? Definitely. Yeah, it became top-heavy. You you sort of, um, it happens in, you're suffering a vortex, so it happens in the helicopter flight. So if you get your helicopter at the wrong angle, then what happens is um, actually all the, all physics starts to work against you, and actually you start to, 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 go towards the ground pretty um, uh, scarily. Uh, and then what you do, your automatic reaction as opposed to response is to apply more power and that actually accentuates the, and you go even faster to the ground because you become top heavy in your thinking. So it's the same kind of thing. That is exactly what Were you plummeting like? towards <laughs> we the ground? We were plummeting towards well, the ground. Well, you don't want to be doing we, that. We had to stop and, uh, you know, we, we were, you know, it was tickling, trickling down rather. Tickling. To, to no, it started tickling, tickling, then it trickled, trickled then down. it tippled, and then you felt immersed and overwhelmed by it. You're <laughs> drowning in information. We cut down the options. Too many options, yeah. And, and then we left it a night. And the next day we had an, one last look. And then we found this amazing place in Rhodes. I've never been to Greece, so it's my first venture out that way. And yeah, it's the perfect place um, on Rhodes, which is a UNESCO heritage listed island as well. So it's like the best of both worlds, a bit of a city break and the history of the island um, plus beach holiday. And you go in Saturday to Saturday and I ask you this because because you have options because you are you are just you and Bobby for now. Yeah. Who knows how that's going to change and whatever. That's your business, not mine. Uh, so you can go whenever you want, really. Wednesday to Wednesday, uh, Sunday to Sunday. But you still go Saturday to Did you look at midweek to midweek deals? We did. There were various days and options that we tried, but there's, uh, I think like with different flight times and things like that, it just worked out the best right. for us. Because my friend Rachel, and I do have another Rachel. I have a couple of Rachels, right, actually. Outrageous. Rachel's and uh, she came back and I saw yesterday for the first time since she came back she went on her own to Greece and she said there are just school children British school children (laughs) everywhere and I'm like I thought on their own you know school trips no no with their mums and dads on holiday I said well they haven't got time she said no but I just think people are fed up of all these um, expensive uh, prices, you know, and the that are corralled together for the school holidays, that they're just taking matters in their own hands now. And regardless of what the fines are or what trouble they might get into or how many times they have to go and see the head, they're just saying, we can't afford to go away in the school holidays. We're just going to go away now. And if this is, we talked about this a few weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah. Um, you know, if we don't know why we still have six to eight weeks off in the summer. Nobody knows why that is. It happened like a thousand years ago and we've just not asked the question. It's like British um, Daylight Saving Hours. And, you know, why do we still do that when we know it causes fatalities and things like that? We're getting too heavy about it. Uh, But it seems now parents are having 
because you lots of us only do things when we need to society often only does things that are really good for it when it absolutely needs to as opposed to when it should anyway because we are inherently lazy especially the more of us there are the lazier we get unfortunately that's just the way it is and parents now are just taking it into their hands and going we're, go we're going now we're going a couple of weeks ahead of the summer break and I don't blame them I don't blame them at all I think more people should do it's a quiet revolution and especially right now, I like, I like a quiet revolution. Quite a few schools have had an inset day in the last week or two, and we've got two strike days this week. And older kids have finished their GCSEs. Very good point. All of those things Very coming together, so it's not just taking like a full week off in the middle of March. There are some sort of extenuating. Do you know what Noah, ha Noah and his friends have today? Uh, schooling from home. One o'clock. Do you know what they have today? I don't know. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom at the local cinema because they've got the day off. Yeah. And they've got another day. Like you say, they're off again Friday. on Friday and yeah. two more days off next week. Uh, it's crazy is what it is. Anyway, Elsie Jane, good for you. Ah, thanks. Now, but here's, there is a twist to this. There is a twist to this because Aussie Jane goes, goes on holiday on Friday, but she is on holiday from tomorrow, even though she's working because tomorrow night you're going to go and see... The bus! Bruce Springsteen! <laughs> I bet you feel like you're on holiday now. Oh, a little bit. I'm getting giddy. I haven't packed yet. Bobby has, obviously. What, for, for, to go and see Bruce? No, <laughs> to go on holiday. Some people are packing to go and see Bruce. True. <gasps> oh. So you're going to go and see him tomorrow and then you're going to take Friday off. Yes. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I still want Mary to take Monday off. I still, I'm going to go and I'm going to see the bosses today. I have a meeting with the bosses every Thursday. I'm going to bring it forward to today and say, Mira, Mira's got to have Monday off. Otherwise, you're not going to enjoy Blur. Like, you, you're going to, no, you're not. You're really not. So, Mira's got the, the dream, the dream three nights a gig. We think she's made it up, but apparently <laughs> it's true. She's going to see Billy Joel on Friday in Hyde Park. She's going to see Bruce Springsteen on Saturday in Hyde Park. And she's got tickets for Blur at Wembley Stadium on Sunday. And I'm saying, just don't come to work. I'm offering you the day off. She doesn't want it because she loves her job. <laughs> You'll be knackered. You're going to be exhausted. I uh, no, I think she'll be. I think she'll still be flying. Okay, well, uh, that's honestly, a... I think you'll still be flying. I just you're taking Friday off. You're only going to see Bruce Springsteen <laughs> Spring, Spring on Thursday. You love your job, don't you? I love you, my job. You, you love all the stuff that Mira just said. Yeah, but you're taking. Oh, I'm on Friday off. I know where the fun is. Because then when you're at Bruce on, on Thursday, you're going to go for it. Exactly. You know, you're not going to get home till like one o'clock from Wembley Stadium on Sunday night. I think I think we get Felix and Tilly to shadow you now. Why don't we get Felix and Tilly to produce eight till nine today between them? Eight till 8.30, Felix. 8.30 till 9, Tilly. Yeah? And then tomorrow, an hour each. And then Sunday, uh, Monday, they're on their own. <laughs> well, they're not there on their own because we're, we're, yeah, we're with them. Yeah. The most difficult. What's the most difficult bit of the show? Is it setting it up in? The, it's, it's the beginning bit, setting up all the systems, and after that, runs ah. itself. <laughs> runs itself. No, seriously. Even from my point of view, once we're on, we're on. Hmm. You know, it's getting here. That's the issue. It's like going to the gym, isn't it? Yeah. It's getting to the gym. I'm not belittling what anybody does on that show. I feel the same. Once we're on, we're on. It's like, wait, hey, come on, it's the bus. We're all on it. Doesn't matter who's driving. Your turn, Teddy. Come on. How are you doing, Kedge? Yeah, good. How are you? Kedge, you're the best, man. You are. I'm fine, thanks. No, I'm better than fine. I'm wonderful. I'm very excited for Tilly and Felix, who are now being trained to produce the show and are going to produce the show that. between eight and nine. Wow. It's great, isn't it? Who's going to get the first out? Toss for it. Toss for it. Go on. There you they do it together. They do everything together. You can't produce it together. There's not enough room behind the console. We could give it a go, I suppose. Anyway, Kedge, what's going on with Facebook and Thread? 
Oh, yeah. So uh, Meta are going to launch that tomorrow. It's sort of uh, the tech-based form of, well, it's basically the rival to Twitter. That's what they're doing. And it's a startup, really. Yeah. It's a Facebook startup. It is a Facebook startup. Apparently, they they, they had this name a while ago, actually. So Mm. they they, they tried it sort of on a smaller scale quite a while ago, and now they're going sort of big time. What I think is really interesting about Facebook and about this and about, um, about the fact it hasn't happened before, it's a bit like when somebody at Mars said, why don't we make a Mars bar ice cream? You go, uh, yeah, we've all been putting our Mars in the fridge for ages. Well, let's do it and sell them to people. Then they did that for 10 years. A hundred years later than everybody else has been doing it anyhow, sort of. And they go, shall we do it with a bounty? Do it! <laughs> it's like, this is what you do for a living. This is your job. And what I find amazing about Facebook is that if you have a database of any um, any sort of extent, any depth, then, you know, it's worth some money. You can't always sell it because you're not allowed to, and there's all these sort of um, privacy kind of things now, yep. quite rightly, all in place. But you do have a database, and you, you can make the use the most of your database if you ask your customers or your clients or the people on that, can we can we use this? And then mm-hmm. often, mm-hmm. if it's something that will facilitate, they want it's cars or running gear, uh, yeah, fill your boots, use me, send me, send me everything that Salomon are doing in the next million years. It's all fine. So, it's, so you want to be part of a database sometimes. You want to be part of a community. That's, yeah. it. That's the word. Yeah, well, commu- no, actually it's different, to be honest, because community is, is by your volition. Database is people, other people y- y- exploiting you yeah. potentially. So yeah. that is not the same, to be honest, well, yeah. which is my point. But um, Facebook have this massive database, which they've just used for Facebook and advertising and all these algorithms. And I know all the, mm-hmm. all the cloak and dagger stuff that is uh, alleged to go on. But what they're doing now is they're going, new product, look at our database. So everybody on Facebook can, or probably will, sign up for Thread. You've signed up for Thread. Yeah, so Instagram and and Facebook, because you've got your account, you can use the same account. So it's it's a really smooth transition. For me, this is their Mars bar ice cream. It's like, guys, where have you been? So Elon pays $46 billion for um, Twitter. And tomorrow, they're starting their own Twitter call Thread. You know, and if it's not... I don't know if it doesn't have certain characteristics that some people don't like about Twitter, then it may be more attractive to other people. It couldn't have come at a, a better time for for Meta actually, because obviously over the weekend, yes. Twitter was facing a lot of issues. Um, there was this 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 limit <laughs> that he put on. Everyone's moaning about it, and I was like, Elon, what are you doing? No, can we talk about that limit? You're re- that's really interesting because he put a limit of you can only read a thousand tweets a day. Now, who's got time to read a thousand? Who's reading a thousand tweets a day? I was waiting for this message, but I didn't get it, and I'm. Thinking thinking everyone on my timeline is moaning about this. How much Twitter are you going through in a day? Yeah, well, It's a lot. It's, it's so much. It's ridiculous. I, I can't believe it. Surely there's got to be other things you've got to be doing. Surely. Anyway, scrolling. so it's exciting, this thread thing. It, it is very exciting because obviously with Meta, it's sort of like a, li- a little bit like Apple. They sort of refined it. They, they take other people's ideas and then they make it even better. Talking of Apple, Apple hit $3 trillion again wow. last week on the stock market. So they were back to a valuation of $3 trillion only for about, I think it was about 10 minutes mm-hmm. and it went below $3 trillion again. But Apple now, it's still, well, uh, the most uh, valuable company in the world so you're excited are you ex- are you more excited about that or the other thing that's dropping tomorrow there morning potentially thing. in your email inbox or perhaps on your thread if they're <laughs> up to speed if they're up to what speed what else is happening tomorrow uh, tomorrow i'll we'll find out if um, i've got a place in the london marathon yes because the ballot's announced it's, tomorrow it's tomorrow what are you most excited about what are you most nervous about <laughs> Well, I, I'm just excited. I, just, I want the email, and yeah. then I'm going to get that mm, that feeling of everything just going. What have you just? Because because I, t- I told a couple of friends yesterday yes. that this I'm I'm looking forward to this email. And they said, "Hold on a minute, Kedge. After you ran, you said punch me in the face if I ever run this again." Huh. 
So, so what happened? When did you apply and what, what, you know, what's happened all of a sudden? You, you said I punched myself in the face so you didn't have to do it and shut up and I'm, <laughs> I'm in the ballot, is what you said. Yes, is what I said. I said, oh, I'm doing it because I missed it so much the last time you ran. Some people are all over the place. Kedge is all over everything. Yeah. Thank you, Kedge. Thank you. Round of applause for Kedge. Hey. Uh, control room round of applause for Kedge, please, if you don't mind. If you're not oh. too busy learning how to produce the show. How's that wow, feel? That, that's the first. That's the that's proper a, one. That is, Forget that us good. Muppets in here. This is so fun. <laughs> it's like Mufti Day at school. Tilly and Felix are learning to produce the show. It's really fun, isn't it? Yes. They're now practising talking to us in our headphones, which I know sounds like, well, anyone can do that. No, because you've got to get it right headphones, right person, because mm. they could be talking to me while I'm talking, thinking they're talking to Vassus while he's not talking. That never goes well. <laughs> And then when we don't have the microphones on, it's a different button because it's got to come through the speakers in the studio. And then you've always got to press the button before you start talking. Otherwise, you're like... Same with walkie-talkies, isn't it? I remember that on um, The Professionals. Do you remember The Professionals? Before your time. Bodie and Doyle. 3737. 4545-37 in position. 45, roger that. I think... <laughs> just saying that makes me just so happy. You see, I think if that was da, in da, my head... Da. Tilly, give me that bed. Come on, give me the professionals bed. So press the bed button and then go to beds and then look for professionals that will be in red, then load it into either column one, two, three or four and then I can play it on the radio. Watch this, this is good. And that's Tilly's first ever loading of a column. And that's how you produce the show. I mean, it, there are other things involved as well. Uh, primarily putting up with me. That's the big thing. Um, but below that, this is fun stuff. <laughs> what are you going to say? If that had been, that little exchange, that obviously walkie-talkie oh, exchange. Now she's laughing. Yeah, had been in my head. So if that was, if I was fluent in the professionals, yes. then walkie-talkies as a toy as a kid, God, and even thing. as a toy... Still now. Yeah, as an adult, as a dad to kids... Still now. ...would be a bit more fun. Because at the moment, they're just a little bit... They're a little bit dismal, aren't they? No, I think this is projection. This is total projection. walkie-talkies are never There's nothing not fun about walkie-talkies. They're just dismal. They're super fun. Look, I can talk to you in the next room, but then I could also... Excuse me. Hello, can you hear me? All right, all right, all right. This is exciting. Or phone you. I can't tell you how exciting this is for me. Yeah. This conversation now is so exciting for me because, once again, I was pulled up on the high street in Marlowe. Oh, Chris, love the show, love the show. Oh, my God. And I knew I was coming, I was coming. I love the show. Oh, my goodness me. I love it. you Sometimes you're a bit mean to Vassos. Like, I'll give it a rest. <laughs> but today, yes. Vassos has just said walkie-talkies aren't fun. Now the truth is out. That's the guy we're dealing with. That's what his inner soul is screaming. Nobody in the world thinks walkie-talkies aren't fun, as bought for a present. Obviously, when they're do, the very serious things are going on. But even then, they're very helpful. You know, when's a walkie-talkie not welcome, by the way? Ever. You think they're going to be great. You... Every time you see no, a walkie-talkie, no, no, you no, think, no, this no, is no, going to no, be no, fun, no, fun, no, fun, no, fun. We're going to have all stop the fun. This. We've got walkie-talkies. I'm you trying go, to say you, you go don't next know door. why. You, you don't go next door. It. You stop go next talking. door, and I'll, and I'll talk to you. Stop right, talking. and then you and then you just, you stop. start, and you go, oh, this, this We've much. got, right, the bottom of our garden. You've never been more wrong about anything. Let's be honest, that's a very high bar. At the bottom of our garden, we've got, like, a den. Here we go. Where Barney goes to play Zelda. Right, already you've got den and playing Zelda. That's, yeah, those no, are fun. Those no. are fun things. Yeah. This is because yeah. we're talking walkie-talkies. And he's all the way down the bottom of the garden. Mm-hmm. There's no phone reception down there. Yeah. And we have permanently set up a walkie-talkie down there and a walkie-talkie in the kitchen. And whenever he's down there, then I get the walkie-talkie and I... Of course! 
There's nothing <laughs> not amazing about walkie talkies. Five minutes to dinner. That's really Over. useful. And that's, that's you know, you're, it, you're it always useful. makes me laugh. It, when I use it, it always makes me laugh because Barney comes back and he's like, OK. <laughs> what I'm Over. saying is, what I'm saying is, yes. you get given, OK, that's really useful and, and, you've, and you put a bit of fun, right? That's like me calling the kids down um, to dinner by going, oggy, oggy, oggy. And they go, aye, aye, aye. And then they come down to dinner rather than just going, kids, supper time. That's, that's It's a fun but useful thing, right? However, when you're given walkie-talkies, you think it's going to be fun, and then you you sort of talk over each other a bit, and then no, you, you say over at the end of your sentence. I know, but you know you forget, and then it's just. I think this sort of, issue is user error. Did you know you can use your Alexa as a walkie-talkie? No. Guess who just told me that? Tilly, who is currently producing the show, <laughs> giving me added content that I will pretend is mine. <laughs> Didn't know that, but it doesn't make me like Alexa anymore. Because it's just what is wrong with us today? This is this is this is who this is who I'm dealing with. This is why you need to stop pulling me up in the street, uh, you know, uh, and precursing your criticism of me not being very nice of us, which is also untrue, by the way, but best friends. by by saying oh I love the show I love the show I love the show, love the show. but you're a bit you know you'd be nice to be a bit like I do feel sorry for us you need to be nice to it I'm I'm happy to be proved wrong here but just somebody give me a good walkie-talkie game other than just uh, talking to each other from like next door rooms. What is wrong with you? Why is that fun? Well, okay, for a start they've got a great name walkie-talkie. Yes, it's good. the happiest sounding exactly. product on the planet. Exactly, but then it underdelivers. No, you, you don't underdeliver. You can do. You to you to find the fun. Why don't okay. you take? Why don't you take six weeks off in the summer, starting now? <laughs> that would be all fine. I can walkie-talkie in my part to the show, but over, <laughs> over and out. What? What's fun about over a walkie talkie? You've just over and out. So Down far, and you've out. just gone. Mike. You've just gone. It's a good name. Okay, it's a good name. All right, please, everybody. <laughs> Please text in and say, Chris, we forgive you. We now realise what you have to put up with every morning. We now realise that when we think you've been horrible to him, actually you are basically carrying out your own kind of um, sainthood, saintlyhoodness. Still haven't got anything fun about walkie-talkies from you. Two, start your text Still virgin. Nothing. Still waiting. Walkie-talkies. <laughs> How rubbish has Vassos just officially gone on the radio? Uh, Mira has this massive, mad sort of heaven of uh, hedonistic fun uh, from Friday night. Friday night, she's going to see Bruce Springsteen. Sorry, Billy Joel. Saturday, Bruce Springsteen. Sunday, Blur. Jane, who would normally produce the show if Mira wasn't fit for purpose on Monday. Not saying she won't be, but if she wasn't. She's going on holiday. So there's a gap. There's this natural gap. It's like, well, why aren't we training Tilly and Felix? By the way, why aren't we? I don't know. You've been here for like forever, for a year. Why aren't we doing that anyway? Where's that in our employee kind of well i'm gonna have all these conversations later why why is it taking me to say let's train them on the bounce now uh, so they're training for, for it now but because they're doing that aussie jane is on the text um because aussie jane basically she, you know her 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 heart and her head are in in the news Elsewhere. building but actually they're elsewhere she's already at bruce springsteen mm. she's going tomorrow night and then she's gonna she's gonna have to she's booked a week in Rhodes. To recover from Bruce Springsteen, she she's taken a whole week to recover from Springsteen, just the one gig. Mira thinks she can come in there and smash Monday after seeing Billy Joel, Springsteen, and Blur. <laughs> yes, I can, and yes, I will. Also, I've got the name for Tilly and Felix's production company. Okay, Tilly and Felix have a production company now, and it's called TFI Tilly Felix Incorporated. <laughs> TFI Tilly Felix Incorporated. 
TFI Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, which is good. That's all good. But um, so I've now we now have loads of texts that we haven't read out. So let's do some of those, shall we? Because people have been texting the show. So we have a couple of drivers. It's a tale of two drivers to kick off with. Russell Butler, good morning, because the team, please find attached further evidence that I am an actual truck driver. I listened back to my appearance on the show yesterday and I totally forgot to thank you all. So I'd like to thank you, Chris, Rachel and the control team for choosing me to win the 2019 Vintage Carfest cap, which is brand new. Even though Vassos didn't vote for me, I still love him. I thought he was going to leave you out there. <laughs> you did, did as well, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. Special mention. <laughs> Thanks, Your Russell. show is awesome and sends so much positivity out to your millions of listeners. Uh, lots of love. All take care. Have we sent the cap out? Because usually when we give away prizes, we don't send them out till at least five years later. <laughs> I, only, I only sign new contracts so we can get those prizes sent out. Tom, who's on work experience, sent it out yesterday. Thank you very did. much indeed. Thanks. Also, I called him Big Al, the bus driver, but he's called Al, the happy bus driver. He's been back on and he says, here we go. Where is it? Good morning, everyone. Al, the happy bus driver here. Was someone having a joke with me yesterday regarding Chris's sauna? Maybe I didn't get it after all. Al, you got it. All you have to do is come to my house, not be a, not be scary or, or weird. Stay for a couple of hours. I'll make you some tea. You need to disassemble it. You need to take it away. It is yours. A couple of bars aren't working. It's an infrared sauna, but I've ordered the new bars. They've arrived. They're in the boxes. I've even bought you the new bars that you need to replace. Um, I mean, it works anyway. You know, it's got it's got Bluetooth sound in it. It's great. It's got it's got remote control, changeable lighting. You know, oh, you rent and you can what kind of mood yeah. you're in. Mm. What, kind of, what kind of sauna you want to have? Um, no, it's all yours. You just need to come pick it up in the next couple of weeks before we take our summer break, or after that, you can um, see the wonderful new mentor, and she will sort you out. So, Al, yeah, absolutely. But you need to. Yeah, I don't know why you think you didn't have it. But anyway, the point is you do have it, but today you need to seal the deal. Okay, the ball is now firmly in Wimbledon Fortnite in your court. Mm. There you go. Um, it rained at Wimbledon a lot yesterday, didn't it? Just eight matches. Just were the eight matches. Possible yesterday, but Andy Murray. Eight matches, the whole of Wimbledon. Yeah. How That's many a, would they usually play clock. in a day? Oh, I mean, that, the thing is, you don't really mind rain in the second week because there aren't that many matches to go. But on the second day, when you've got half of all the men's and women's singles matches to play, mm. and there are 128 men and 128 mm. women in the draw, it causes a bit of a disruption. And they've got new court covers now because they've got the inflatable covers mm. over all the. All the sort of um, not the show courts, but what do you call them? The outer courts. What would you call them? Yeah, the outside courts. Okay, so they have um, they have these these inflatable covers now. So they used to have covers anyway. Cover technology, I'm mm. sure, changes all the time. And in Wimbledon's, you know, it's the it's probably the most important grass. It's the most famous grass in the world, along with probably Augusta, I would imagine, and maybe Lords. Mm. Um, maybe so. Wimbledon. You know how the baseline on centre court yes. gets a bit worn and. You know, it loses its luster and it basically goes brown by the by the by the finals weekend. See, I'm not maybe they th- should take a leaf out of Augusta's book mm. and paint the grass on Centre Court. Sorry, they paint the grass at Augusta. You're just staying in your microphone. Sorry, yes, I was so you. shocked. Okay, well, get unshocked. Mm. Yeah, they every night. So, f- following the final pairing, there is an army of two hundred people with green sawdust and green paint and they paint the divots so it looks gorgeous the next day again because that's how Augusta rolls. Isn't that great? And also, if you watch Augusta the Masters, you hear this beautiful sort of exotic tropical bird sound. And and like... um, uh, And... all, All day. I've been to Augusta four times. I've worked at Augusta four times. You never see a bird. They play the sound effects in. 
It's basically as, Disneyland. It's, uh, well, yeah, it is. It, it is, is if you're a golfer. Yeah. It's, but, no, but it's better because it's real. And there are there it's are no cues. And then they're not trying to... Um, anyway, I'm not going to go any further. <laughs> Don't start me on Disney. Don't start me on Disney. Um, Walt, I mean, he's not turning in his grave. He's doing the old dead or alive in his grave. He's spinning around, mate, is what he's doing. Anyway. Steve, what did you do that for? <laughs> uh, where are we now? Um, so, uh, Wimbledon's good. Um, yeah, my good. favourite story today is the, on the front page of The Sun. And I was asking Rachel about the National Enquirer and the Daily Sport, who often have had headlines in the past, like, you know, Elvis fan on the moon and, the, 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 you know, clearly not true. Um, and they go, well, it's not libel because clearly it's not true. You know, well, some people might think it's true, but clearly it's a joke, and I think that's how they get past all the libel and all that kind of stuff. On the front page of The Sun today, there is a, there is a headline that you could think, that sounds a bit National Enquirer, but it's on the front page of The Sun, so The Sun have, have gotten things wrong in the past, but I think this must be true, um, and it is Boris hid horse in bedroom. And it's my favourite Wimbledon story because it's not about Boris Johnson, it's about Boris Becker. And in brackets, it just says, because, you know, we have our own Boris and then there's another Boris. Who knew there'd ever be two really famous Borises yeah. in our lifetime? Uh, Boris hit horse in bedroom. In brackets, no, it's not a Boris Johnson party game. It's how Boris Becker tricked the tax man. Because apparently, was it in Mallorca? Or where is it? Where is this, uh, this house was? It was, um, where was it? Is it Malta? Anyway, it was somewhere where there's tax on racehorses. And the tax man came round and he thought, oh, my goodness me, they're going to find the horses. Not difficult. They're massive, right? It's in Mallorca. Thank you very much indeed. It's, um, and so he, his ex-wife says that he hid the horses in his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't let the tax man in the bedroom. Why not? <laughs> I've hidden the horses in the... Quick, get in the cupboard, Sherka. Not Sherka. Uh, whoever it may be. Um, wow, there you go. <laughs> Inside, you carry on the story on page uh, four yeah. of The Sun, mm. um, and they've got like, a story about Roger Federer, you know, off with his fed. The Princess of Wales got an ace with the King of Wimbledon, Roger Federer, all of that. And then the other, the other story is just like, Boris Horse. <laughs> it's how they continue that. <laughs> Boris Horse. really, though? I mean... But Pete, you do do it when you're under pressure. You do make crazy decisions, don't you? So, yeah. Front page. I mean, what a story! What, what a story! I mean, how many? How big was the bedroom? Because mm. it says horses or horse. How many horses in, did he hide in the bedroom? Or is he supposed to have hidden? Kept the bedroom? prize horses. Yeah, in his bedroom. See, if you were the tax people who went round to visit him, because clearly there were stables there. Because it was this big. I remember it being for sale. This property, it was for sale. Boris Becker's um, Maltese estate is for sale. And I, remember, I think there, there would be a stable yard, wouldn't there? There'd be a stable block. And the tax people, you go, um, where are the horses? Oh. <laughs> Don't know. No, I haven't got any horses. Must have nipped out for a gallop. <laughs> In the bedroom. This is from uh, one of his, I think it's his ex-wife, yep. uh, his second wife, Lily, who says, you walk into the bedroom and there's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> but if you watch the Arnie documentary, he keeps his ponies in the kitchen. Yes, he does, yeah. Doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just a... When you get to a certain level of fame, maybe maybe that's where you do keep your horses. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George Ezra. It won't be like this forever, so just enjoy it while it's here. It's a really wonderful thing. And James Bay. It's about me. It's about my relationship with Lucy. It sums up so much of what went into writing this whole album. We're all works in progress. I still don't necessarily know who I am. And Depeche Mode's Dave Gahan remembering the late, great Andy Fletcher. I'll be honest with you, the first thought that came in my head was, I wish I'd been a bit kinder. Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash UK. We have a cracker for you now. Vassos, who may it be? You know her as Nessa. You know her as Stella. You're about to know her as writer of your favourite beach read on your summer hollybobs. Her third novel, Love Untold, is out tomorrow in paperback. So let's welcome to the top of the tower, the Ruth... The whole Ruth and nothing, nothing but, but the, the Ruth, Ruth Jones. <laughs> All right, Ruthie. Hello. How you doing? How you doing? Ruth Jones is on the show. How you doing? How you doing? Ruth Jones is good to go. Bum, 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 bum. Ruth, it's great to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. It's gorgeous here. Yeah, it is gorgeous. It? Come and get a show. You are? Come and get a show. Oh, really? Come Me? and do a show. Ooh. Yeah, host a oh, show. I love people like you host you, I met you once when I was doing a radio show for Radio Wales, and you were so lovely to me, and you gave me really good advice. Oh, thank God for that. I think yeah, you said something else. No, you did. You told me to... T- you said, treat it like a long pie. half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> treat it like a pie and take little bit sections out of it. Still do that. You, yeah. I still do it's exactly really, the same and thing. And you were so passionate about radio. Break it down, mm. break it down. Mm. Before it breaks you, break it. That's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> Ruth, this book, I haven't read it. Rachel's nearly finished it. I'm taking it on holiday with me. It sounds fantastic. Four generations of women, starting with the great-grandma. Who are the other three? And who are you most like? There you go. Oh, That's I'm a, just I... for starters, by the way. I've got some great <laughs> questions for you. Oh, good. That's just for starters. Good. Um, I think I'm probably, there's probably a bit of me in all of them, actually. Um. The, the great grandma, I was definitely inspired a bit by my mum, who is uh, quite a feisty 86 year old herself, and who, um, yeah, inspired Grace. Uh, although, when I did say to my mum, I said, Oh, mum, one of the main characters in my book, she's 89, she does Pilates and yoga, and she swims in the sea. My mum said, well, don't be ridiculous. Nobody will ever believe that. No. <laughs> so, yeah, she did. God bless her. Yes, she right. did. So who... Do you want to go in descending order? Yes. So we have Grace, who's 89. She's the matriarch. She's the matriarch. Yep. She has a daughter, Alice, who she hasn't seen for 30 years because there was a big rift. Uh, Alice fell out with both her mother and her daughter. Yes, yes. Um, and then her daughter, Ellen, is a head teacher. She's very proper, very different from what her mother, Alice, used to be like. Not controlling, but likes to be in control. Likes to be in control. Control, can't handle being out of control. And then she has a daughter, Ellen, who's 16, uh, who she really wants the best for. She wants her to have a good education, do well in her exams, etc. But Ellen has different ideas. And so 
we can presume, can't we, um, that the youngest and the oldest, as often is the case, have the most in common? Yes, they do. They very much do. And I think it's because probably when you are a grandparent, which I now am. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Um, I think perhaps you have that distance, don't you? you? You kind of indulge your grandchildren, and you kind of you don't necessarily see the faults. And also, you, you there's just that 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 nice um, gap between the the parents, I think, and it just sort of gives you a, a, a sort of just a different relationship. It's so interesting, isn't it? Life, the hero's journey, you know, whatever you want to call it. They say um, uh, the way is not home; home is the way. That kind of oh. thing. And you get people at the beginning of their journey and you get people at the end of their journey. And then, you know, you have something like the Muhammad Ali Netflix three-part documentary, which in three hours really genuinely, comprehensively frames his whole life. Mm. And if mm. you go to a funeral, this can be done in a 15-minute eulogy. Mm. It's literally over before yeah. you know it yeah. and we hopefully we get back to where we started because that's where the joy is yeah absolutely uh, and then all this feeds and, into the book and I think also what I wanted to look at was the fact that you know I remember my grandmothers they died in the early 90s but I always thought of them as these little old ladies and then you find out that no of course they're not because they were young once they were 16 and I think that's why Grace and Ellen have uh, Grace and Becca the 16 year old have this thing in common because they were both you know, Grace, we see Grace in the book because it spans over decades. We do see her as a young woman. So we, I quite like the idea of finding out what older people were like when they were younger rather than just having this image of them being a kind of a dotty old lady. There's so much we more to everyone. We are wonderfully fascinating human beings, aren't we? Are we are, actually. And the more curious you get about everything, the more beautiful it is to, yes. to, to investigate yes. and to be... Um, wowed by yes so grace she's approaching 90 she doesn't want to fuss uh, for her 90th birthday a fuss is being prepared yes i don't know how much to say not to say um she she goes over water swimming um it's very funny i mean do you want to talk about the bit where she's 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 <laughs> some some younger humans <laughs> try to rescue her yes she it's it, the first chapter really in the book uh, after the prologue is that is she's doing her wild swimming in uh, west wales where she lives and uh, these there are some people watching her on the shore and they think that because of her age that she's struggling so they try to they actually wade in the water to rescue her she's not impressed and uh, tells them kind of politely where to in go. In no uncertain terms. Yes, exactly. So I think that gives you a sense of what Grace is like, really. Right, so headmistress, um, so she, she's, I mean, you know, to not be controlling but like to be in control, there is a difference there. Mm. It's subtle but it's massive. Subtle, yes. Because subtle can be massive. Yes. Because she fears chaos and disorganisation. Yes. And we'll find out, we find out why a bit later. Yeah. She needs order. And therefore, that can come across as controlling and is controlling, but she doesn't mean to do that. Yes. She's a, she's a good egg, is Ellen. This is the 50-something-year-old who's going through stuff, you know, menopause. She's having problems in her marriage. Um, and uh, she just can't bear the thought of, you know, the, there's a description of her pouring herself a gin and tonic. She measures out the gin. She doesn't just, like pour randomly pour some gin and she has to and it, and it is all to do with what she experienced when she was younger so you know there are there we, we find out about Alice her mum and her issues with alcohol when she was younger so I think what I 
like to get in the in all of those characters um, and I hope which I think is what life is like really and I always say this there's a little bit of bad in the best of us and a little bit of good in the worst of us like you know that. did you did you come up with that no somebody else did I just copied I'm not it. sure they did that's I'm not, I read look I read all that stuff I could go to the university on challenge and all that stuff I've never heard that before that's down to Ruth Jones that is can you write it down I'll, I'll pretend it's mine tomorrow morning when nobody's listening well when we start listening it's just that there, things aren't black and white are they you know that's good that. uh, that's good that's a good quote that multifaceted that is, yeah. that is proper so talking to quotes Churchill said hell is is other people. Did he? Was it him or was it Arto? I think he said it. Did he? Hell is other people. Well, my friend Eckhart Tolle yeah. quotes Churchill. Ah, well, it's mm, okay. I, I thought it was Arto, but anyway, I, I, I will stand corrected. Well, Eckhart, look, it doesn't matter. We don't, Who cares? Oh, Somebody wait, said it. What a great thing to fall out about. I fall, <laughs> I fall out about worse things, let me tell you. <laughs> This is the best thing I've potentially ever fallen out about. <laughs> With Ruth Jones. Boom. I knew it was going to be a good day today. For so many different reasons. But um, yes. in a way, chaos is other people. That's what I'm trying to get back yeah, to. Because yeah. chaos, it's about other people. You know, that's the thing, isn't it? You are controlling of your environment and often that involves other people. You know, and if you can control your kids and or, or your colleagues or your friends you know under the auspices of not controlling them yeah. um, and sometimes they know and sometimes they don't know yes um, but there's usually a, a, a big driver for that because nobody wants to do that because it's exhausting anyway exactly it's like jugg permanently juggling all the time exactly and i it? think I, and i totally sim sympathize with that i think i'm because i was a head girl in school yeah i think there is a little bit of head girl in me and i think that's why i relate a little bit to ellen because it's not just her daughter she's trying to control she also tries to control her grandmother um you know uh, tries to control grace but grace will will not be controlled uh, so i think and it and it does come from a set a place of insecurity on ellen's part she just wants to feel secure and safe i think that's what it is i know and you'll never get that from that kind of strategy yes exactly the, ultimately you won't ever get that no, no you know exactly. tash talks about it all the time you know you you talk about it a bit there's a great line in your book which is all about this and i really related to it when Grace, the great granny, says to Ellen, her daughter, the head teacher, stop trying to make the world behave. You won't succeed and it's exhausting for you. <laughs> yeah. She just, you know, drop, yes. mic, mic drop exits. But it's such... Yes. That exactly. really made me stop and go... Oh yeah, she's got. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Can you speak a bit more to that? Because yeah. we, well, we've had conversations about. Yeah, that. well, it, I'm quite, I'm quite controlling. I, find, <laughs> I like to have, I find, I find uh, calm in order, and I find chaos and uncertainty and last minute changes really hard to deal. And there's with. a reason for that, and we won't go into it. But there is a historic reason for that, isn't it, with you? Um, because of, because of what happened because of the environment with which you grew up in yeah growing up in Northern Ireland sure. quite a chaotic place yeah. at times brilliant amazing childhood but you know there were things on that were unpredictable yes and I think that's partly why I feel the need to have so much order in life yes but that's I just that's why I could really relate to Ellen isn't it oh, funny yeah sorry yeah. Ruth I'm not going to ask you a question you're just going to talk okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't it funny that I think that can go either way. Because, you know, you can be devil may care for the same reasons. So you can be quite nihilistic in a way. Mm. Um, but you're never in the middle. That's the yeah. point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because yeah. I think Vass and I would cope with similar things in a different way. Would we agree with that, Vassos? I think I'd go the other way. I think that's And fair I think I've gone the other mm. way as well. Mm. Um, for, for not dissimilar reasons, usually in your formative years. Mm. Um, but do you know what? I don't want to be in the middle. <laughs> No, exactly, because you might get run over in the middle of the road. Yes, you quite frankly. Oh, so that's a great, <laughs> that's wow, a great so 
middle of the road's all right for some, <laughs> yeah. but you could get run over. Yeah, I didn't say that though. Arto did. We've got to sort out the Arto quotes, haven't we? Jeez. Um, it's also wonderful. It's also wonderful. Right, what do we talk about the person who's on the missing list? Oh, go on. The, the, the daughter. The, Alice. Oh, Alice. Sorry, yeah. yes. How, how much do you want to say about her? Uh, well, um, you know, this. she was the cause of this, thir- this rift that happened 30 years ago and uh, it was down to her alcohol dependence and how she let that turn her life into quite a chaotic mess. Um, I'm quite interested in that side of things. I'm quite interested in ad- addiction and how I think addicts um, in, in dramas and uh, books are very interesting characters. Do you know what? It's really on the radar at the moment, isn't it? Mm. From a creative point of view. Yeah, yeah. Lots of people are talking about it and putting it in their work. Yes. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. No, it is actually. It is actually. Um, and uh, and I just, I, I was really drawn to Alice because she is, I suppose she's the naughtiest of the of the, the four women. She's, uh, you know, she she is, chaos does follow her. She's a, She's a bit of a liar. Um, she is quite manipulative. Um, and so in some ways you could say she's unlikable, but I think she is likable because what I love is to have a character that redeems themselves and she definitely redeems herself. So. I love the fact you're, not happy, you're quite happy to give to, to give that away in this conversation. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because obviously that's uh, something that we're working towards in the book. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm well, so I mean, glad we I did know... this. If I'd have said that out loud, I'd think, oh, no, she's going to hate me now. Oh, no, no, no. I think but I think it's, I mean, we look, we, obviously there are four generations. We, we are going to meet Alice. Yeah, and book. there's so much going on, which is so... great, because they, because that's not, some, some novels uh, have that twist, that's it. But yes. clearly, Ruth, you've got loads, you've got so much <laughs> going on here, it doesn't I, really matter. Yeah. Can yeah. I, can I um, ask where perhaps, you know, addiction is a very hugely complicated subject you've got to be very careful when you're writing about it mm, did you research mm. it a lot uh yeah fair amount um but i think you know i think people now i think there's an attitude to alcohol where people are now going well not everybody just because you drink too much doesn't make you an alcoholic necessarily yeah. but i think people are a lot of people are questioning how much alcohol they drink yeah um and it's becoming kind of normal to go I think that not drinking is becoming kind of more normal if you look at the um, alcohol industry now you've got the uh, Grand Prix is pre- uh, sponsored by Heineken, Heineken Zero, Zero yeah. um, I love a go- I, I don't drink anymore and I love a Gordon Zero gin with a, a slimline tonic um, and I think more and more people that I'm meeting are going oh especially sort of my age I think are going oh I can't handle hangovers anymore and, and also it. Not worth it. It's not worth it. Not and worth also, it. you know, time, don't want to be doom and gloom, but, you know, we haven't got as much time ahead of us as we've got behind well, us. And so make the most of it. Let's... Clock time we don't, but experientially we might have more time. That's true, yes. Yeah, I think that's really important. And if you take out hangovers, you've got more time on your hands. Can I just say, I can, I couldn't agree with you more. What's really interesting about when hangovers are no longer worth it is if you crack on for a while just to check... <laughs> because that's what we do for a couple of years. We go, mm, I might be wrong about this hangover not being worth it thing. Yeah, but, you know, you felt pretty shabby till Wednesday. Yeah, but I could be wrong. So I'm going to carry <laughs> on my research for another couple of years yeah. on Fridays and Saturdays only, and maybe the other Sunday lunchtime. But anyway, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And then what happens? Because that's in your mind. You then drink anxiously. 
<laughs> because you're worried about the, the, what the effect it has on you the, the day after. Yeah. And if you drink anxiously, your biochemistry is different and it reacts differently with the alcohol. Yeah. And you have a different experience and it's not very pleasant. Yeah. And that's your body helping you to give up. Yes, exactly. Because ultimately our bodies want to get back to homeostasis. And so when you get anxious, it's because of all those chemicals, cortisol and whatever, rushing around your system, trying to get you back to where you were before you imbibed this poison into yep. your system. Because it is what it, I don't want to sound like no, I'm no, no, let's not get Bible bashing. Let's not, but, yeah. you know, it's yeah. uh, that's kind of Here what it is. To, and it's just my personal. Who are we to preach about that, Ruth Well, Jones? quite, exactly. Mm. But that's where, that's where where I feel. And I just want a bit more time. I want to make the most of what I've got, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm with you 100%. <laughs> Um, I'll open it to the floor. I love how you pepper this book with lots of Welsh phrases oh. and words. I don't speak Welsh, but I just, it just, it really brings it more to life. How do you pronounce the word for cuddle? Kutch. 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 Alex Jones is a yeah. big kutcher. Yeah. Kutcher. Oh, it, it says it all, doesn't it? The word kutch. Oh, it's, it's a great word. Kutch. Yes. I, I met, this is, uh, I'm going to name drop now. I met Elizabeth Taylor once. <gasps> Yes, at a concert for the Royal oh, Welsh College of Music Sort of drama. a name drop. She was there <laughs> because they were opening the Richard Burton Theatre. She'd flown over from America. It's getting she was better. this really diminutive little figure sat in a chair. And I thought, if I don't go over and say hello to her and make a fool of myself, I'll always regret it. So I went over and I just said, uh, oh, hello, um, my, my name's Ruth Jones. Um, I'm an actress. I came to the, the college and that's why I'm here tonight. I said, it's a real honour to meet you. I think you are incredible. And she said... Oh, I probably won't come to the dinner afterwards. I don't feel too good. And I, I always default to Welshness. And I went, oh, go back to the hotel, put your pyjamas on and cut you up, is it? And did she, did she, she get any went, of it? Uh, okay. <laughs> Marry her Welshman, not once but three times. She might have had an idea. Yeah. Yeah, we all needed now a kutch now and again. Yeah, no, Great there's words. kutch and there's kariad, yeah. which means love, and there's and the bath. Is-its. There's loads of isits. Isits, yeah. Yes. Go, yeah. For your, go for your poverty ping. Go on. Oh, oh. Well, we were talking about walkie talkies, which in <laughs> French are. Talkie walkies. Talkie walkies. Ah. And I was saying, well, in, in Welsh, isn't a microwave a property ping? Apparently, it's a property ping. But yeah. then somebody corrected me and said it's a microban. Oh, Alex so Jones, who fun. speaks Welsh is her first language, she told me it's property ping. Oh, well, Alex. Should we go with Alex? The goddess of Wales, so I think yes. So we were talking her. about you a lot because you come on the show because we love you, Ruth Jones. Wait, who doesn't love Ruth Jones? Nobody doesn't <laughs> yeah. love Ruth Jones. People who shouldn't have been born. Mm. Um, but we were talking about you and we were talking about the fact that you're obviously a very accomplished uh, screenwriter, uh, scriptwriter, etc. When do you, this, and this is just gagging to be made into some kind of, you oh, know, visual you. Uh, production, whether it's on the telly, Netflix, or, you know, something like on BBC One or a movie or whatever. Because it's just, I mean, it's just beautiful. You know, I love The Affair. Do you remember The Affair on Sky Atlantic? Oh, yes. You know, yes. same story from two points of view, same story from four points of view, you know, yes. and also four generational points of view. Yes. You know, and all these, oh, it's just talking about it gives me goosebumps. It's so great. How do you decide whether to write a book, a script or a screenplay? Mm. Well, with the books, that's something that I started doing about five years ago and I have a, well, a four book deal. So I've still got, I've got a fourth one to write. Right. So, so you're like Bob Dylan. Yeah, but I never intended to become a novelist. That happened by accident. I found an old screenplay uh, on my computer and I just thought, oh, it's a really good story here, which was never greener. And uh, I just did it as a labour of love. I adapted it for uh, into prose fiction and then 
that kind of it all went from there so I never planned to be a novelist um it's funny when I'm because I have written for screen I suppose when I'm writing dialogue in a novel I can hear it and I do say it out loud and one thing that I have which I, I is a sort of a little bit of a rule of thumb for me is that I try not to use people's names in sentences Chris because it always sounds as if you're telling someone off you see Chris do you know what I mean so things yeah. like that so I read read the read out the dialogue to make sure it works in podcasts um, what they do is um an experienced interviewee will drop your name back in every six or seven minutes oh uh, but when they do that i go you've been told to do this oh really yeah. it makes me like them less not more so it doesn't work so oh. people desi desist oh i see <laughs> <laughs> and somebody somebody else who's very close to here will if you interview them single person i'm not gonna it's yeah. a boy or a girl they will say well chris as you know more than most. Oh. And they do that on purpose oh. to endear themselves to you. Oh, that's interesting psychology, isn't it? Yeah, it's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a bit interesting. It's very obvious is what it is. So, go on, so I think um, you get more freedom writing a novel um, yeah. because you, uh, you, you, can, you don't have a, a word count. You know, you've got a rough word count, but you don't have to... You can kind of go anywhere. Whereas when you're writing for screen, you've got to fit, usually fit a, sort of a time for uh, the slot that the show is going out out on um you've got to consult with producers and directors and and the broadcasters that kind of thing but you then also do get more collaboration so you've got the sol solitary road of the novel writing compared to the collaboration road so you know there's, there's pros and cons as in I most mean, things these life. proper books aren't they i mean she's not messing about no. 500 words here. <laughs> yeah. 500 pages rather yeah um it's pretty amazing what is the one question you get asked most that i'm not going to ask you um there are two. One is what happened on the fishing trip, mm. and the other is, is there going to be any more Gavin and Stacey? Right, I'm not going to ask you either of those. Oh, thanks. You're very welcome. <laughs> uh, you've been to... You've been to Carfest before. You were awesome at Carfest. I was? Oh, thank you. Why don't you tell I, everybody I what happened it. at Carfest one night? Oh, it was, was it two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Um, me and... Well, Rob Bryden was performing and he went on as Uncle Bryn and he asked um, I think did he ask a member of the audience to come and sing Islands in the Stream with him and then I kind of appeared behind him and as Nessa and the audience went the most nuts Carfest has ever gone and it's Aww. already it, it has a history of nuttiness anyway <laughs> thanks for doing that it was such a joy I can't tell you it really really was the atmosphere was beautiful it was just oh are you booked to come this year uh, Do you want to come and talk about your books? Oh, oh! That man, ooh. that man there. Hi, John. He books. He books everybody <laughs> for Carfest. I mean, we are full, but there's always room for Jones, oh. isn't there? You want to, you're welcome to come. Oh, We've thank got a big, you very big author section. Huge, Have massive, you? mega. Oh, I'd love mega, to mega, do mega. That. I'd love to do that for my book. Yes. Well, listen, that, that's it, with Jones. We are out of time. You're wonderful. We love you. Is there anything else you'd like to say to people? Only that. I think the cover of Love Untold Paperback is really beautiful. I've got matching nail varnish, as you can see. Who do we have to thank for the um, cover? So have I. My publishers, Transworld. Which, Transworld uh, yes, publishers. Thanks, but thanks, Transworld. If you're thinking of writing a book <laughs> and you're worried that your book is going to suck, you might want to get uh, the best cover in the business to detract from that. And if you want to go to Transworld, they seem to be able to know, they know what they're doing. Uh, they, I think it's a really nice summer summer read a summer holiday read what are you packing in your suitcase as a beach read this year <gasps> oh my gosh i i always take a bit of thomas hardy with me i always go back to him nice. his doom and gloom um and <laughs> <laughs> where is and i'm reading it, where is the light in the doom and gloom 
Um, I don't think there is any with Thomas Hardy. So where's the honest. appeal then? Oh, just fate and the way that fate messes oh, with you. Like you know, the old fate. But I'm reading Jane Fallon at the moment, which I'm really, really. She enjoying. gives you blurb. You give her blurb. She's doing a book signing, reading, and a Q and A at Marlowe Books on Friday. It's a fiver, and you get a glass of wine thrown in, not thrown at you, depending on what oh. question you ask. By the way, you might get it thrown at you. Oh, oh well. Because she's got a new book out, hasn't she? She has got a new book out. It's called Over Oversharing. Oversharing. And I'm really enjoying it. So. Good. Yeah, she's, right. she's great. I'm, I've got East of Eden in my suitcase. Oh, Because I've never read it. Do you have a list of books that you go, I must, that's a sort of a like a bucket list, list of books. I don't you... have a list of books. I've bought them all and they're by my bed. <laughs> so oh, it's right. physical. I just buy them and go, da 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 I read a lot. I read two, three books a week. Do but, you? Yeah, I love it. I have to for my job, but I love it. Oh, fantastic. And do you always read like modern new books or do you go back to the classics? No, I don't read many novels. I've got to be honest. Uh, I all non-fiction. I, I find novels quite... No, I do read them now and again. I mean, um, I will definitely read this one. I promise I'm going to oh. read this one because it sounds brilliant. Um, it, it's a good tale. It's a good tale. But um, I just want to meet the four ladies and, and learn more about the female species because it's really important for blokes. Oh, thank you. That's oh, really important. Thank you. Thank you. Because well, so I'm fascinated about the subjects you touch upon. For, oh, for... Well, that's great. And I do think there's, there is a bit of comedy in there as well. And I've got a great character called Susie. You can't not write. You, yeah. Ruth. Oh, <laughs> I look, Jones not Su- stick a laugh in there? Susie was my outlet for Cardiff because she's like proper Cardiff. So, uh, Cardiff. Yeah, we've got a bit of that in there. Done the diff. Yeah. yeah. Right, anything else you'd like to say? <laughs> before you go anything at all just that it's so lovely to see you Chris it's nice to see you in the game. I used your name in a sentence there didn't I, <laughs> yeah. but, I but it was it's, it's all right lovely to meet all of you today thank you and I love this place I could I could live up here look at that massive big glass thing out there is that the shard oh my god I've never seen it before what is Ooh. it oh my god people look cleaning the windows it's so huge there are people cleaning the windows it's like a giant that piece of glass <laughs> isn't it do you know what we're in now well what it's called the little shard it's not. Because this is called Shard Quarter. Oh. We're in the baby shard. We're in the baby, baby shard. shard. Baby shard. Baby shard. Baby shard. Sorry, Ruth. You knew it would go there eventually. Yes, exactly. Um, it, was good. it was good until that point, wasn't it? <laughs> Ruth Jones, Love Untold. It's out now. She's great. It's great. Life is great. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 